0: Do you like listening to stories about serial killers, unsolved mysteries, how about a cult or two, and what about those lesser known serial killers,
1: or how about the legend of a cryptid that will surely keep you up at night? And I know you'll love a good conspiracy theory, because who doesn't? Join me, Kayla, as my co-host Lexi and I tell you stories that will keep you coming back for more on our show A
0: Little Wicked. You can find A Little Wicked on Spotify, Apple, and anywhere else you can find podcasts. Check out our website, a alittlewickedpodcast.webador.com,
1: and our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all under, you
0: guessed it, A Little Wicked. We can't wait to tell you our stories. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Perry from Ghost Hunters and Ghost Hunters International, and you are tuned into the Paranomaly Zone.
1: Look, I know the supernatural is something that isn't supposed to happen. It does happen. A ghostly apparition in the dark of night.
0: Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, cacitarians.
2: Hey there, ponderers of the paranormal. This is the Paranomaly Zone, your place for all things paranormal, unexplained, odd, and mysterious, and of course, all of the good times in between. My name is Patrick Koffenberg, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, with the ghosts. I hate to say this.
1: (laughs) I'm sure you do.
2: The grammatically correct Michael (laughs) Cardinal. (laughs) The grammatically uh. correct Michael Carbno. Now, if you are new to this program, you are not aware of what I'm referring to when I say the grammatically correct Michael Carbno. On last week's episode, we started off when I was jokingly referring to you as basically grammatically incorrect. And we <laughs> went, <laughs> because of your insistence to use the awful word, botten, And I want to clarify right now, I still do not accept this as an actual word, but I have been proven wrong. Well, that's your problem. (laughs) It is, it is. I have been proven wrong. Botten is indeed a word, regardless of the rant that Mike and I went on last week for, gosh, seemingly forever, where I was basically ripping you a new a-hole, saying how awful it was (laughs) to use that word. But so be it. I am not... Too arrogant, Mike, to, to uh, refuse to accept the truth that I was wrong. You were right. Go ahead, rub it in my face. Well, no, I
1: will not rub it in. You want but to? Have, hey, Patrick, I do have a question for you, though.
2: Oh, goodness gracious. Haven't you
1: ever had store bought cookies? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I
2: have bought. I have bought cookies from the store. Yeah, um, I have. I have purchased store-bought cookies. Mm-hmm. I am sure.
1: And uh, those, as well as what I said, are grammatically and Oxford Dictionary yeah, correct. I
2: Again, I am ashamed of the <laughs> English language. Um, I will say this: I will never, ever. Ever, accept the word "button." I am not that's going okay. to. Well, accept as the wrong word. I am never going to utilize the word "button." That's your choice. Um, because there are certain, I don't
1: use the c-word.
2: Well, well, that's good.
1: Yeah, because I never want to get cancer. <laughs> no,
2: of course. Oh, well, that that too. Um, <laughs> I will. I I I will never, never, ever use it because just hearing it gives me like the cosmic heebie jeebies. Something just happens where I feel my, my spine starts tingling. I want to crumple up in a little I want to go crawl in the corner and whimper. Um yeah. but Mike, you know what? Choking hmm. is still not a damn word yep. never absolutely will be I agree. And um I if you use that in front of me again I'm going to wash your mouth out with soap yeah and um but i'm gonna change
1: (laughs) i'm gonna change your name your last name i'm gonna put the von back on it Mm. but i'm gonna start calling you patrick von bottenberg
2: Wow. (laughs) wow Wow. Well, just pat yourself on the back for that one, Mike. Pat yourself on the back.
1: No, no, I'm good. (laughs) I'm very good for coming up with that one. Man.
2: Well, I I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Well, um, so I guess we kind of split it down the middle. Botton, I was incorrect. Tooken is still an awful, awful, awful uh, invention from your mouth. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah and i'm also ashamed because uh ain't i was always told that i was taught that ain't ain't a word but yeah. you know what it is a damn acceptable word nowadays yeah. i and that again talk about having my just every every physical every every ounce of my being emotional mental physical just wants to stop when i mm-hmm. hear stuff like that but that's okay it's okay um if you like the word ain't more power to you so um, yeah
1: well if you don't want to sound very intelligent, go ahead and use it, right? <laughs> hey,
2: well, <laughs> well no, we're not
1: ripping on people that use the word.
2: No, well, yeah, you, well, you yeah, kind of did. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, but I didn't mean it, though. People know my sense of humor. Yeah,
2: and says the guy who uses the <laughs> word token, for God's sakes. So um, anyways, got that off of my shoulder. Uh, we got yes. that out of the way. Mike, it's good to see you, my friend. Uh, we're ready to go. We started a little bit later than we wanted to, but we got an awesome episode lined up tonight. We do. And then we're going to... Finish it off with a Patreon exclusive episode recorded immediately after this one. It's going to be a good night. We're going to be worn out before it's all said. Yeah. Done. So I hope yeah. I hope you're up for the long haul.
1: I believe I am. I've got plenty of beer. Oh
2: wow! Well, there you go. <laughs> um, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. So hey, and um, before I, uh, I forget, uh, you noticed I had the uh, new um, promo included at the very beginning of the show. Please go. Check out Kayla's podcast, A Little Wicked. Um, yeah, we love sharing these uh, podcast promos. We need to get ours out, Mike.
1: Yes, we have a couple <laughs> we, of
2: podcasts. It we have a few of them. Yeah, uh, they're are yes. waiting to receive ours, but we have yet right. to get around to making it. Yeah, man, we're just professional at times, aren't we? But um, yeah, well, yeah, go get uh, go check it out to help spread the word. Uh, man, let's yeah, the paranormal podcast community. Let's all. Join together, Mike, and help promote all of us. How's that sound? So That's right. I agree. I'm all up for it. I'm all all up for it. And before we dive into the topic, Mike, if you don't mind, um, Mike had uh, another emotional day, but you're good. You're good. But you had to say goodbye. You had to say goodbye to another friend today.
1: I did. Um, Beautiful, wonderful Doxy had for a few years, and she uh, got very old and... Worn out and she was done. Yes. She'd been failing for quite a while and she went totally blind. I'm pretty sure she was mostly deaf. Um it was, she wasn't sleeping, she was kind of wandering around, and then she got to where she was just going around in circles and you know, screaming out at nighttime, or if she gets stuck in a corner and just screaming, and it just was heartbreaking. So she went in today and um, they gave her a shot to make her sleep and she slept very quickly. And after that gave her the shot and she was gone very quickly, very quietly, peacefully.
2: Yes. yeah, Yes. And, 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 you know, Mike, in, in all sincerity, it was, it was the, the, the right choice. Like as oh, yeah. we've talked about her quality of life was um, disintegrating quickly. And, but, yeah. you know, on a positive note, Maybe she's going to hang around with that damn ghost cat of yours now.
1: You know, before uh, before she went, I told her, come back whenever she felt like it.
2: Absolutely.
1: So, yeah.
2: You know, it's, so. I, 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 well, again, as if you're new to the program and if you couldn't figure out by the title, Paranomaly Zone, that's what we focus on. We focus on all things paranormal, as I said at the beginning, unexplained, odd, and mysterious. Including, you know, we're talking aliens, UFOs, cryptids, mysteries, all just, all stuff that we find, that we're passionate about, that we find...
1: The freaky and the creepy. The
2: freaky and the creepy, absolutely. Um, And my co-host with The Ghost, Mike, has led a very paranormal life. Longtime listeners know that his current residence... Ding! There it is! Ding, 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 ding! My bell got caught up on me it and hit did. me. Um, Mike... <laughs> wholeheartedly believes that his ghost cat is residing in his current residence. Absolutely, um, And I still think, I mean, you have to go check out our Patreon page. I still think we might've caught the ghost cat on audio, Mike, when we were doing that right. Ouija board session. Mm-hmm. No joke. I mean, I, it was very, very odd. Very, very odd. Um, yeah. Oh, let's get this out of the way. If you enjoy the podcast, if you enjoy the Paranomaly zone uh, Man, I guarantee you will love our Patreon page. That's no joke. I hate doing the salesman pitch. I'm really, I really do not find myself very comfortable in that setting. It's a necessary evil, but again, that's a whole uh, Mike. I'm not exaggerating when I say it's a whole separate paranormal zone podcasting world over on our Patreon page. Um, yeah, we got exclusive episodes. I mean, again, if you enjoy this podcast, you get this exclusive episodes plus a hell of a lot more so much other cool stuff video audio uh, i mean the list goes on and on i won't waste your time try it out for as little as a dollar a month you won't regret it um I, the benefits are there we'd love to see you give us a shot no obligations try it out for a month you don't like it don't stick around give it a shot chances are you're going to enjoy it. So,
1: well, I, we hope so.
2: We hope so. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> oh, and another thing, my day started this morning. Mm. I, I, I killed an animal.
2: And just I going, did, and I didn't going, like it. You're going to leave it right and at it, that. And it,
1: <laughs> took a, it took a big chunk out of my car, too.
2: Okay. Yeah. Please. Okay. Mike <sighs> unfortunately hit a deer with his company I car. Did. His company with, car. Well,
1: with my company car. Um, hit this deer and boy it I I I was able to keep going after I stopped and whatever but um and then I could hear things like dragging on the on the ground on this the road and it was it was actually like light like fixture pieces and wires
2: <laughs>
1: but there was some kind of deer fur that was really embedded into the car
2: into oh, the paint I, of the car. <laughs> I bet my yeah, gosh. So. Uh, Hit pretty hard yeah so mike jokingly said um when we were texting earlier he's like yep i started off my day killing an animal and i ended my day killing an animal (laughs) it's like oh come on you didn't no you didn't kill your dog you i did not you know you put her to rest peacefully and comfortably uh yeah it was a positive thing it was a positive thing speaking of that mike And we got a cool story to share tonight, and we're going to share some ideas about ghosts lingering in basements and attics. And it's like, you know, why would? Why is it that they do that? Yes, and or you know, do they? I mean, we have so many ideas. Or do they? So many ideas and theories about that. Opinions, I should say. So we're going to be sharing those uh, throughout and after I share this particular pretty darn freaky as hell ghost story. Mm. Before that, Mike, and I'll say this as briefly as I can. I had a very very strong dream last night, and I'm not going to waste people's time. I'm not going to waste anyone's time because I know how boring it is when people talk about their dreams. But it was strong enough, Mike, that when I woke up, I I felt comforted, and the more yeah. I thought about it, the more well I was I was I I don't want to say confused. Well, I'll just, I'll just describe it. Briefly, I'm not sure. um, Long story short, my dream involved the dog that we had back in the late 90s, the late 80s through the late 90s that was my mom's dog. Absolutely, she adored that dog. I adored that dog. And my beagle buddy who I had for 16 years, who I had to put to Mm -hmm. sleep four years ago already. I can't believe that was four years. Yeah. Both of these dogs showed up in my dream last night, Mike. Mm. Talking, well, I'm doing, talking, air quote talking, messaging, sending their thoughts, I don't know what the hell they were doing, to my mom saying that they were all right and everything was good. Now... All, well, long-time listeners know that, sadly, my mom's husband passed away this last summer, and she's felt that she's maybe received some signs from him every now and then since then. And I'm trying to connect the two here with the dogs. I'm like, if this was anything legit, or if it was anything other than just a plain silly dream, Mike, what, are your, what do you think this possibly could be if it at all, if it is at all paranormally related? Is it just a silly dream that passed through my brain? It was very, very potent, Mike. It was nothing mm-hmm. silly about it, except both of these dogs are in there telling me and my mom that they were okay. And these dogs yeah. were like my two favorite dogs of all time. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Could it be nothing? Well, More than likely, they, it's nothing, but I don't know.
1: Well, it, it's nothing if that's the way you accept it.
2: Well, I don't accept it, but I'm just I I I don't know. I'm curious as to your thoughts.
1: Well, uh it's um I think it's it's your dogs that are really trying to communicate with you that um since you did feel the way you did about them, mm-hmm. uh maybe they figure that you would actually they would you would lend more credence to what they have to you know uh put to you as a an afterlife and after of uh, uh dreams of the departed coming back to tell you that they're okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, have these dogs been on your mind at all lately, or that just, that's the thing that just they, happened?
2: They, well, the, particularly the, the the uh the dog Sammy, I hadn't thought about Sammy for seemingly forever, you know, and just mm-hmm. it was such a random appearance, particularly teamed up with Buddy, it's, yeah. and they're. <laughs> It's like were they teaming up together in the in the doggy afterlife and saying, you know, <laughs> we, we need to send Patrick a message here. You know, yeah. they will call me. You know, whatever they want to call me. And so, <laughs> it was it was it was intriguing to say the least. So I don't know if it was anything more than just a just a passing dream or maybe or something Mick else.
1: Put them up to it.
2: Hey, there you go. That's a great way of looking at it. Yeah, Mick was my mom's husband who recently passed, and mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, he, maybe Mick's having. Having problems for whatever reason getting his message across, and so he's like, "Hey, doggies, <laughs>
1: yeah, give you know? me a hand here."
2: It's interesting. It's interesting.
1: <sighs> yeah, there's a lot of ways you could look at that, but
2: yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I mean, again, nothing spectacularly weird, but you know, could be. What do you guys think? Mm-hmm. What, do, what do you? What do our listeners think about dreams such as that? It was very, very potent. That's all I will say. The way it made me feel. So,
1: well, and, and the stronger the dream is, and the more um, real it was, and the more uh, it's something that you remember mm-hmm. so clearly that's a, that's also a, a sign of it being an actual happening, an actual event. Very true. And not just a dream.
2: Well, Mike, without any further ado, can we dive into a spooky ass ghost story?
1: Yes, I would love to.
2: <laughs> All right. And I'm, it's not just spooky. It's spooky ass. Yeah. But a ghost story, none the less. And an allegedly true ghost story allegedly allegedly now this ghost story uh revolves around a woman named jackie 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 had rented a bungalow with her two-year-old son and her baby daughter now they were there they lived there for about a month when she began hearing strange noises in the house. Mm. Those noises, me. yes, those noises. <laughs> um, she noted that those noises appeared to be coming from the attic, okay. And as listeners to this episode know, I titled this Ghost in the Attic, so you see where this is going. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, like most people, she ignored the noises, you know, she kind of just, I guess, pushed them aside, thinking that they could be any any number of reasons for these noises.
1: And that's their first mistake.
2: Well, usually. Sure. Sure. I, I get you. I get you. Uh, well, like, Mike, if you moved into a house and you started hearing weird things, you personally, how you would, <laughs> would you go, like, automatically right to, it's a ghost, or would you sit there and legit, legitimately try and explain it away as something else?
1: Well, I would try to see if uh, um, think about what it might be, because I do do that. Oh, yeah. Whether you call it debunking or whatever, um, because before you want to get excited about it being something paranormal, you know, you don't want to get excited for nothing. So you try to figure it out.
2: Mm -hmm. Now, Jackie, you know, as I said, she wasn't necessarily poo-pooing the stuff, but she was just, you know, figuring it was was just house noises of any number of explanations. But she couldn't shake this eerie feeling that she had that she was not alone in the house. Uh, Jackie uh, eventually hired a 16-year-old girl to babysit her children. And one day, uh, when they were in the kitchen, they noticed, this where it starts getting interesting, they noticed glowing lights floating near the trap door in the ceiling, you know, the trap door to The attic you see all these glowing lights floating around there that would be kind of a little off putting
1: (laughs) right just kind of around the the outside of the trap door yes just kind of
2: just lingering just floating
1: around the door itself right okay
2: now jackie uh says that she grabbed her camera and told the babysitter to start taking some pictures now as soon as the babysitter her name was tina looked through the camera lens she claims to have seen something that absolutely... I'm talking Tina, and I don't like you. Yes, that's, that's exactly uh, what that's
1: happened. That's from a Twilight Zone episode.
2: Oh, it is? It oh, is. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I thought you were just being... I'm uh... talking Tina, and I'm going to kill you. Okay, that's terrifying. She
1: told that to Telly Savalis even.
2: Telly Savalis even? Yeah, and
1: he still had hair at that time.
2: Holy cow. Wow. Anyways. <laughs> anyway. Now, um, when she looked at through the camera lens, she claims to have seen something that absolutely terrified her, and she so much so that she screamed in horror and dropped the camera, and they both ran out of the lo- uh, ran out of the house. Mm. Now, the babysitter, upon asking what she thought she had saw, she says that she saw what she described as a ghostly image of an old man with a face that looked like a skeleton, so a very gaunt old man.
1: And where did you just say they they had seen this?
2: Through the camera lens, when uh, you, okay. looking, you know uh, when Got they it. went to go take pictures, she saw it through the camera lens, which is interesting, Mike, because you don't necessarily have to. Well, you and I have experience in this. You don't exactly. You don't have to look at pictures you've taken. You just have to be looking through said device to perhaps maybe catch a glimpse of something that you sure. wouldn't see with the naked eye. So that's that's very interesting. I mean, what is it what is it about these devices that we have, Mike, even back in the day, just your simple Polaroid cameras, you could be looking mm-hmm. through them and also you see something like, "Hey, there's Uncle Harry in the background. Didn't Uncle Harry die ten years ago?
1: Is that Uncle Harry or it kind of looks like cheesecloth? Yeah, I don't know.
2: or both. I'm not sure what it was. Uncle Harry did like cheesecloth. Um, <laughs> well,
1: that's what they used to use for spirit photography. gotcha. okay. understood. way back in the day.
2: Understood. you are well. You are an educated man when it comes to paranormal history, and I—I I did not know that. I honestly didn't know that.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: he got me on that one. Now Jackie, one day she went—you know—she's still trying to live her life. She was out shopping one day, and when she came home, she walked into the kitchen and found something very creepy on her refrigerator. And you know, say what you will about all these messages—you you hear them in horror movies, ghost stories. It's always the classic, you know, get out and all that stuff. And she claims that when she got home, the make, you know, she ha- she has kids, and so she has a bunch of those magnetic letters that you <laughs> stick to the refrigerator. She claims that when she got home from shopping, the words have been ar- or letters have been arranged on her refrigerator to spell the phrase "Get the hell out." Really, and again, she had very very young children who mm-hmm. could not spell at that point, and they're more likely with her anyways at this time if
1: right. being babysat unless Um, tina was babysitting unless
2: tina decided to do that that's right (laughs) Yeah. now this unnerved her this scared her so much that um she obviously she couldn't she couldn't sleep uh she was wide awake all night and she kept a watchful eye over her kids because she was starting to feel very very nervous about what the hell's going Hmm. on in her damn bungalow but now in the middle of that night Jackie says that she started hearing loud breathing. Now, how creepy would breathing. that be? Just <sighs> I stop like that, that, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, was that titillating to you? <laughs>
1: titillating.
2: <laughs> oh, God. It was scantily titillating. Oh gross.
1: no. Uh,
2: no, 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 no. When
1: you started breathing like that, just, I just stopped. I was. I was. Stop! I was stop. Reminded don't reminded of. Don't stop. <laughs> enough of
2: that. Yes, I agree. Computer Mike, you telling
1: Mike me that. about your pierced yeah, nipples? Enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> enough of that. Yeah, <laughs> enough of that. Yeah, I I agree. <laughs> That's enough of that. I agree,
2: Computer Mike. Enough of that. So, yeah. <laughs> ah, damn it. Sorry. No, this is fine. No, so after hearing like you know this claiming to hear or thinking that she heard this loud breathing, she went down the hallway looking for the source of this breathing. And when she opened the door to the spare bedroom, well, she was horrified with what she saw. She says that she saw an old man, okay, mm, old man. Like
1: they had seen, yeah.
2: Sitting on her son's bed. Mm. That, I would, okay, we, we talked about shitting pants earlier tonight before we started recording. <laughs> we did. Uh,
1: <laughs> That's as far as we need to go with that. <laughs>
2: now, Jackie was... um so terrified that she she grabbed both of her kids, ran out of the house again. Now she couldn't she couldn't exactly afford to move out of the house, and she was, as most people do, a lot of people who have these crazy paranormal experiences. She didn't want to tell anybody about it because she thought they would mock Rick. her and think that she was going nuts. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's a really difficult situation to be in. And all sincere, well,
1: yeah, uh, you know, yeah, they, If they can hardly believe it themselves, even though they're seeing it, and they don't normally believe in that kind of thing you know they're going to automatically think that everybody's going to think that they're crazy
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know um
2: have you kind of have natural... had mike i mean uh, uh, briefly have you ever felt awkward telling your ghost encounters your paranormal experiences with people
1: I never have i've always enjoyed sharing them and well so many people have asked me to share them
2: sure yeah
1: okay. um you know and i usually um I used to to start by saying, you know, it's up to you to believe me or not. You know, I, you know, all I'm doing is telling you what happened and believe me or don't believe me. That's perfectly fine. And then... Because it's your truth.
2: It's the truth. I mean, it's your truth and whether or not they choose to believe it is totally up to them.
1: Yep. Absolutely. Not try to convince anybody of anything.
2: No, no, absolutely not. Now, the next day... Jackie was trying to resume her normal life as much as she could. And again, you can imagine, you know, just the sheer anxiety that's going through her, right. through her at this time. Trying you
1: know, to, to get back to normal uh, life as much as she can in right. her home.
2: In her home. Yeah. In right. your home. I mean, how mm. unnerving, unsettling is it to feel unwelcome in your own home? Right. I mean, where do you go? Where Where's your safe sanctuary? Now, she was in the kitchen. She was washing dishes. Dishes. And she then claimed that she thought she saw blood covering the rubber gloves that she was mm. wearing when she was washing the dishes. She quickly pulled off her gloves, but noticed that she didn't have any cuts or any or any, any wounds on her hands right. whatsoever. Mm. Then she says that when she looked around the room, the kitchen, she claimed to have seen blood pouring down the walls, Mike.
1: hmm We've heard that in other stories. This
2: is getting pretty dark and pretty deep, pretty mm-hmm. quick. Um, I do not know how the hell I would react at that. I truly do not.
1: Mm, um, I would freak out on that. Even
2: blood pouring down the yeah, and yeah. That's saying something. That's saying something. Now, again, that night, Jackie woke up middle of the night, as though she, and she was feeling that she thought that someone was holding her down. She was basically having mm-hmm. like a a, a night terror, Mike. She felt frozen, she felt paralyzed, she felt a, a
1: sleep paralysis.
2: Sleep paralysis. She felt was like Was it sleep
1: couldn't... paralysis or was it ghostly cold dead hands?
2: Mhm. Mm-hmm. She felt she couldn't breathe. Again, she felt like that, that weight was on her and and mm-hmm. she thought she was going to die. But then all of, I don't know or all of a sudden it was boom, it was gone. Mm-hmm. And you know, she was able to move, she was able to sit up and again she grabbed her kids and again left the house. But Yeah. They have to return. Where is she? to go. She returns to the house. But this time she returns with paranormal investigators. The parent, the, the investigators uh, proceeded to set up cameras all over Jackie's house and they were informing Jackie of all the supernatural allegedly paranormal experiences that they had experienced, that they had gone through, gone through that they had captured. And when they were talking about this, Mike, all of a sudden all the lights in the house shut off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> or in the bungalow, I should say. Eh, that might be a, a a bit unnerving. Again, unnerving is the word for the night. Mm-hmm. They, the investigators, suspected that, um, I guess, whoever or whatever was haunting the house was angry that the investigators were there. Then the lights came back on. One of the investigators then decided to go straight up to the attic and take some pictures. This is where it gets even. Creepier. Climbed up through that trap door where they had seen those floating lights earlier on. The babysitter had seen those floating lights earlier. And the rest of the team decided to wait for this particular investigator and see what what the hell would happen. Well, he's up in the attic. Downstairs, the rest of the investigation team hear a horrifying blood-curdling scream (laughs) coming from the investigator up in the attic. Now, Mike, if you were the, the investigators, if you were part of the investigating team and you heard one of your partners screaming, how would you react? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'd start laughing.
2: <laughs> Elaborate. Uh, Why would you no, laugh? I,
1: I wouldn't. I would definitely, you know, anything could be happening, you know, whether it's paranormal or not. You know, if there's a blood-curdling scream, you want to make sure the person's okay.
2: Well, of course. So, a a yeah. thought just ran through my mind. if 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 that was Mike up there, <laughs> if Mike went up there and I was part of the investigating team that was waiting downstairs for Mike's return and all of a sudden we hear a blood curdling scream. My first thought would be he's playing a freaking joke on us again. That's what Mike (laughs) does.
1: Uh, Yeah. And that would probably be going through my mind even before I got up. I think so.
2: (laughs) I think so. Yeah. We we'd have to, you know, do like a body search for you to make sure you're not bringing up whoopee cushions and all that good stuff to just uh, throw us off our trail. Uh, yeah. so, but after they heard this, you know, after they heard the scream, the investigator actually fell through the trap door Jeez. for the attic. And he claims it's something that tried to grab the camera out of his hands. Just when he was saying that, they heard the sound of someone walking around in the attic. That gives me chills mm. just thinking about that right now. Right. Just hearing those footsteps, that movement up in the attic. And even though there's nobody there the investigators actually grabbed the camera and left <laughs> wow mm. so they were very very um oh i don't i don't want to say unnerved again they were moved in a negative way so much so yeah. to get the hell out
1: they ain't no tangina barons uh,
2: stop saying that i know <laughs> Well they they took in the camera that they had bought oh hey so um
1: Hey, they had a store-bought camera.
2: Damn it! Would you? Uh. <laughs> anyway. Anyways, now two other investigators, Mike, decided to go back up into the attic with uh, flashlights and separate cameras. Again, the rest of the team waited down in the kitchen for these two investigators to return. Again, all of a sudden—that sounds like Zach Bagan's favorite phrase. By the way, do you notice he says yeah. that so often in Ghost Adventures? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, yeah, <laughs> he says that just, all of a sudden, wait a moment. <laughs> well, this time, instead of hearing a scream, they heard a loud snap. And then the investigators started yelling and screaming after hearing the snap. When the investigators came back down, one of them was choking and gasping for air, and get this, he had red marks around his throat. He claimed that something had attacked him in the attic, mm. Mike. What would you be thinking at this point if you were either a the one who was attacked or one of his investigating mm. partners?
1: Now, um, what I, do you think? Raccoons,
2: <laughs> raccoons in the attic.
1: Okay, <laughs> or very large squirrels. <laughs> well, no, all righty. No, that'd be terrifying. I if if something is going to physically cause harm and and do that you got to rethink the whole thing you know great seriously
2: great way of saying that yeah because you're like what are we getting ourselves into
1: exactly that's it's not just a a simple little ghost hunt or you know taking taking a k2 and a spirit box into a dark room i mean this is just a whole nother level that you really need to think if um are, are we equipped for this are we um um, knowledgeable enough for this, mm-hmm. are we ready to deal with something like this on our our level? Mm-hmm. you know, and then after that, you call Father Joe in and
2: uh <laughs> you know now, and you're not talking about Mr. show, my brother either so oh uh, no no, no yeah i I would be like, okay, get everyone out of the house, all living beings, all uh, forget your uh your your worldly possessions, and we're gonna burn this place down to the ground
1: <laughs> yeah. And then father you can joe and sister mabel get them over here quick
2: there
1: you go there you go but um i what i know you'll rec- recognize this story but some it was an episode of something on tv and i cannot remember what show it was but it was quite a while ago where their uh investigating team was up in the attic and there was the story was that somebody had hung themselves in that attic mm. years and years ago mm-hmm. and the cameraman i believe it was was walking along and all of a sudden he was started screaming and he was actually hanging from a nail from, uh, something that was around his neck. I don't know if it was a uh, part of his clothing or something that
2: I can't remember, but do you, do you recognize that story? Gosh, that sounds familiar, Mike. And I will say that this, and they had it on camera. This story was featured on a program called paranormal witness. I don't know if this is, that could be, I don't know if this is the same story, um, <laughs> I'm trying to think if I remember the show Paranormal Witness. I I do not know, off the top hmm. of my head. Does that ring a bell, Mike? To you, I, I I feel ashamed that I'm not pulling it.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. I I really don't. I'm, it was I, quite a while ago, though. I'm,
2: I'm, I'm, i keep thinking Paranormal State, and that's not it.
1: Um, no, Paranormal Witness would be more likely.
2: I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, maybe it's the same <laughs> case. I I I that I do not know. Now, when after this event, Mike when they uh, the investigators look through their cameras and see you know to check out what they had actually picked up again they were horrified one of the pictures one of the investigators had an old rope around his neck like a noose as if he was being choked hmm. now yeah, see, okay. that's crazy again Jackie and the team basically they just left the house after seeing these photos
1: sure yeah you How- got to you got to realize when you've been beat and you, you just can't
2: How, what, what pops into your mind for? I mean, the story isn't over yet. Uh, What pops into your mind first when you think of an image such as that? And let's think about it. One of the investigators has the red marks around his neck, claims, you know, he's choking, he's gasping for air. Mm -hmm. And then they look at these pictures and they see this noose. So, are there such things as phantom? nooses Mike. Uh, any number of things like that get that can actually physically or that still physically affect the living i mean what is going on there is it is it just our perception of this negative energy that's just happening it's like is it imprinted well, the only, the only uh
1: there? phantom noose that i've ever heard of or read about and it, it could have been on one of those shows again but um his name was Jaime uh noose bomb and uh he was a, a, a ghost that had lived in this attic. Jaime bomb.
2: <laughs> nope. I, I was trying to, I was just, I was glossing over that one.
1: Okay. <laughs> you, it, it was, it's like, I saw, yeah. I saw Patrick's eyes go dead there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> because like for a split moment, I thought you were going to be serious. But then the moment I realized. You know, yeah. You the more
1: serious I sound.
2: Yep. I'm like, that's not serious. That's
1: when I'm really putting my poker <laughs> face voice and whatever on
2: yeah go go help hymie noose bum yeah okay now uh, sorry this, the story <laughs> the, the story essentially ends there mike um but but, it's
1: fascinating though but, and, and, and know, that's that actually sounds so much like that
2: but, you know that the fact was, that you know everyone the fact that everyone who was involved in this investigators and the family uh the babysitter they 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 stand by their story they say yes this place was flippin' haunted it took place in san pedro california way back in 1989 1989 and as i said before the the victim her name was jackie hernandez and it, this story was featured on paranormal witness so it talk hmm. about a creepy ass freaking story
1: my yeah doctor. you know and that sounds so much like what i was uh talking about with that cameraman that right. was up in the, the attic it and has
2: to be it has to be yeah our listeners help us out if we're getting another story mixed up with this one but you know, it, again mike we were kind of joking you know Jaime noose bomb aside so exactly. what's going on with the red marks again we're just speculating we're not experts we're going to put forth our opinions our thoughts here what the mm-hmm. hell is going on there when the image of the noose is picked up on camera and the the investigator has red marks and around mm-hmm. his neck and is choking and gasping for air. What yet, in God's name is happening.
1: The, but yet after that, there is no noose to be found. It was just nothing. nothing. It was picked up on the camera and then the red marks were there.
2: Yes. Yes. Wow.
1: I mean, that's yeah. It's, it's gotta be a possibility. I mean,
2: I just got chills with, thinking about that, by the way, I, I well, l- absolutely. literally I got mean, chills.
1: You could be laying in bed and, and, uh, it's like there's a ghostly butcher knife that's uh, hanging above your head all of a sudden oh good and no. then you 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 uh, are found the next morning with a a stab wound in your forehead but no knife no <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know
2: I mean this world Seriously. this world <laughs> itself is terrifying enough
1: oh, it, yeah the the real the 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 uh, the, the physical is mm-hmm. scary enough but when you got stuff like that happening that you don't know where it's coming mm-hmm. from, you don't know where it's gonna come come from you know uh or, or when
2: is this something i mean we're talking about you know for one last take we're diving into time slips and we're going to focus on the moberly moberley jordan incident
1: which is an awesome story oh god
2: it's fascinating um
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know mike is this somehow some freaky dark example of a uh, of going in and out of dimensions that where that veil is so thin right where that negative imprint that negative energy is so strong of whatever actually happened in that attic attic Mm -hmm. and if you go up there you're risking the chance of going into that for lack of a better term dimension and Mm -hmm. facing the consequences
1: just long enough for that moment right to have that happen
2: or is this an intelligent force that demonic i was waiting for it i know mike is very hesitant literally hesitant when it comes to talking uh comes talking uh, i'm getting i'm getting all muffled here <laughs> yeah. or, or mumbled i should say because when it comes to talking about <laughs> demonic stuff mike is eh, not so much you're coming around mike we've been doing yeah. this for and, years and I,
1: and I do bring that up and mention it as a as a possibility to to, to be discussed absolutely you know whether i totally believe it or not i mean you, you, with something like that that you cannot figure out, everything has to be looked at. Everything has to be thought about, and and uh, mm-hmm. um, every angle. Well, needs we to be. Uh,
2: we briefly brought up Zach Baggins earlier, but I'll bring him up again. He would automatically jump to the conclusion that it's demonic.
1: Absolutely, yeah.
2: And you know, and a lot of people. It's it. That's a that's a touchy subject. A lot of investigators kind of get kind of get irritated when. That is brought to the forefront without, you know, really, mm-hmm. I don't want to say doing a deep dive, without even thinking about anything else. Your first thought right. is, like, it's demonic. Um, mm-hmm. I know, Mike, you've said several times on past episodes, uh, past episodes when we were the Alternate Route podcast, you, you thought that, well, and again, you're coming around, you're changing your mind a little bit. You thought, well, there's assholes in real life, we all have souls and spirits and we move on. So why wouldn't they be an asshole in the afterlife?
1: Right. And that is something that I have, I have thought and I've actually heard of, um, uh, paranormal investigators or professionals, um, have discussed that also.
2: mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: So it's, it's a theory.
2: It's an absolutely terrifying story. And, um, I hope Jackie has recovered emotionally and and found peace and found peace. Uh Mike, do we need to take a time traveling excursion before hmm. we go to one last take or, or are you good for about I don't know, a few more minutes or I I'm good think? for a few more minutes. Okay. Okay, good cuz I wanted to ask your um I guess opinion. And let's go back and forth here. This is kind of a pre one last take to our official one last take. Sure. Why do so many ghosts mike and now i'm going to be kind of the skeptical geek here okay. and, and i'm not doing it in a mocking way i'm uh, but I'm, I'm going to play devil's advocate so to speak for mm-hmm. you know for skepticism why the hell do ghosts linger in attics and basements <laughs> or do they? and and graveyards and deep
1: and basements
2: uh, yes they, as i said basements and deep
1: Oh, yeah, cellars, sub-cellars.
2: Cellars, deep, dark caves. In the Um, walls. I mean, what is it with areas that we already, without any pre-thought of paranormal spookiness going on, we ourselves are already kind of creeped out by (laughs) deep, dark, dank areas like basements Mm. and so on and so forth. So why do we associate with ghosts? And
1: maybe it is our own psyche that does it <clears throat> maybe ooh. it's the uh maybe it's the um ah, the the creepiness that we feel of these dark areas that um especially like attics and places that uh, we don't dwell in you know it's more of a um uh we go up there in the attic when we store something or like in my attic, I don't go up there at all because it's there's just I don't go up there. I mean, there's <laughs> just a small hole to get up there and no no room to get things up into the attic. And uh the basement, I don't go down there very often because it's just a dungeon down there. Well, you know, you've been there and I other and you know, our listeners have seen that.
2: Yes, they have.
1: But um Patreon listeners exactly. Uh, but uh maybe it's the creepiness that we feel from these places that uh, that we don't spend a lot of time in that they're dark and they, they uh, um, uh, we give it that energy to be haunted or to have some thing there or uh, from our own fear and from our own thoughts about these places, give it that energy. Cause you know why, if a, if a ghost if a person lived in a house that he that they loved for many years they died you know why would they be in the attic why would they be in the basement i mean Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. it doesn't
1: make sense why like on so many uh paranormal investigation shows we see uh they're going in crawl spaces under the house
2: right why would they be there unless i know
1: sometimes you sometimes you see that uh they they've dug up bones and things I, you know that that's a different story right bodies but, buried you know, down
2: there mm-hmm.
1: why would there be an entity you know crawling around in crawl spaces or in these you know or I, I, that I don't understand
2: and again we've had we've we've had discussions about this mike where and i think our listeners are I'll probably agree with this or think along the same lines obviously we're talking ghosts here We're talking another dimension. Everything that we understand as physical beings right now, as humans, we are very limited by our physical surroundings, by what, you know, by not only our physical being, but long story short, ghosts don't go by our laws, you know?
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
2: What we consider an addict. Could be an open, wide open space for all we know. Right. You oh, know? It,
1: good point. Um uh, it could be it could be a portal to that dimension. Right. Another right. dimension. Or like you said, it could be you know what we see as a dark, dank basement or a crawl space in another dimension. Mm-hmm. It yeah, it is a, a just a totally inhabitable um
2: place it's, or
1: it's, habitable
2: yeah and it's, hab- it's something that something that
1: how do you whatever, however
2: <laughs> i know what you're trying to say <laughs> yeah but it's something that we physically can't comprehend and so right. i mean yeah. we're interpreting it as only we From, can
1: as only we can yeah. in our dimension correct yeah. yeah that's a good point i like so that.
2: but that being said i really liked what you said as well about our psyche almost creating the hauntings uh you know i'm doing the hauntings in air quotes mm-hmm. you know our our I mean, fear could be strong enough, particularly oh, if, it, if it's a negative fear. If there's a negative imprint up in that addict, and all it needs is for enough people to be—I'm uh, going to sound corny—enough people to be afraid of it to really kind of bring it out. You know what I'm saying? It's—it's it's absolutely. We're here. There's—it's—it's. It's, 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 if it's there's, energy that it's
1: fed to it. Right. Fear is that energy that it just might need.
2: Have you been, Mike, when you were a little kid? Were you creeped out by attics and basements? Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, too. A little bit. I was too. But although I remember when I
1: was very, very little uh, in a place where it had a creepy basement, and I remember the the basement stairs they were they didn't have backs on them. So it's like when right. you're walking you're down about. those stairs as a little kid, it's like you had thoughts of hands come out and grabbing <laughs> you and stuff. And <laughs> I'm there with um, you, man.
2: Absolutely. Uh,
1: so. There is that 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 creeped me out, but then the main part of the basement didn't bother me so much because I remember playing down there by myself with like oh, some Tonka sure. trucks or my Major Matt Mason or <laughs> you know <laughs> stuff like that or Gumby and
2: <laughs> I got you know I'm, just sitting know. down
1: there on the floor and 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 down there by myself. But if I went beyond that into the back part where like the laundry was, it was always so dark, and then. You had to, if you went back that far, you had to walk past the underneath the stairs Oh, God. and that freaked me out. Yes. So, yeah. No, and I, it was such an old place, an old creepy, you know.
2: Oh, I hear you, but, man. I, I hear you. I was, I was the same way. I mean, I loved hanging out in her basement, but I was creeped out by it at the same time. And we had the same, it was a very narrow staircase with no mm-hmm. backs to it. I mean, it was very steep, I should say. Steep yeah. and narrow. and it was, I didn't enjoy walking down there, <laughs> Yeah. but when yeah. I'm down there, it's like, Hey, this is, well, this is cool. But, yeah. um, it's it, at, at the risk of repeating ourselves Mike, I, I do truly believe there's a possibility that we create this ominous feeling, this ominous atmosphere on our own. And yeah. if there is something there that is not of this world, it feeds off of that and it makes mm-hmm. it makes it even more so. Yeah. And um yeah, man, that I just I guess that's all we can say about that for now. I mean ghosts in the attic, ghosts in the basements, um, my goodness, pure creep factor.
1: Yeah, and you know what else really feeds on the fear Hmm. and and materializes and feeds on is uh the demonic.
2: (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Absolutely, and this (laughs) particular story if there is any demonic story that has truth to it out there, this would be one of them. I mean, Mm -hmm. I mean, chances are just the violence, Mike, attacking people, essentially trying to kill them.
1: Oh, absolutely.
2: I mean, that's to me, pure evil. And if you Mm -hmm. want to call that demonic, then Mm -hmm. it's, it's demonic. But then again, that opens up a whole another batch of questions mike like why would there be satanic presences well not satanic i hate using that term why would there mm-hmm. be demonic e- pure evil from the from the depths the depths of any dimension out there why would it linger in an attic i mean again
1: <laughs> it's, it's it, there's an aspect of evil everywhere no matter what
2: there is absolutely that's a good way of putting it there is unfortunately yeah. it's an unfortunate true fact
1: yeah i mean there are very specific places where it cannot exist i believe well, but um that um yeah. that's a whole different story too it is
2: well mike um let's wrap this one up let's let's actually take our time traveling excursion now thank you for hanging mm-hmm. in there for the last few minutes um I could go on and on about this but it's time to oh, move absolutely. on to one last take. We got a good one, one last take, the moberly Jordan time slip incident. I am I can't wait to dive into this and get Mike's one hot take on this one as well. Yeah. So it's going to be good. So absolutely. hold on. Hold on, boys and girls, we're going to time travel and be all right. I back. Yeah. And we have returned from yet another successful time traveling excursion, Mike. And speaking of time traveling excursions, wow. Yeah.
1: This is this is like the <laughs> grand mammy.
2: Oh man.
1: Granddaddy.
2: The Moberly Jordan incident. Now, Mike, before we dive into this, while we were time traveling, we were kind of, you know.
1: You didn't step on a butterfly, did you? No, I did not. I did Depending not. Depending on how far back you went. Oh,
2: my gosh. Don't even start Start with that. Um, <laughs> yeah. But we did discuss how we wanted to tackle this. And we had mentioned earlier before we started recording that you, well, I didn't say we had, I shouldn't say we had mentioned. We were discussing your recollections off the top of your head from this, about this particular incident. because. Mm-hmm. I'd say earlier this week when we were deciding on topics to cover for one last take, I asked you if you're familiar with this and you said, Oh yeah, I am fascinated with that. And I love it. Yeah. So kind of of elaborate on that a little bit, Mike, I mean, just off the top of your head, what comes to your mind when it comes to what first comes to your mind when you think of this incident and when were you first made aware of it?
1: Well, when I was, I believe I was, Uh, a teenager or a young adult. I can't remember. I had a book. I had, you know, just so many paranormal books and uh, I've had many that were short stories of paranormal events. And I think that's where I first read about this and it was many years ago and, um, very fascinating. I was fascinated with it. The more I read about it, the first time I read about it, but it was, uh, these two ladies in the, early 1900s i think we decided it was 1901
2: yes that's what it was actually and yes. uh,
1: they were they went on a trip to versailles they went to the palace of versailles i believe
2: the royal palace yes the
1: royal palace and touring through this the palace um everything was normal and fine but when they left the building out into the gardens to tour the gardens they it's like they walked out of the, the palace and into the 17th century
2: right and when when you were first reading this stuff mike i mean we i know how you feel about such things were were you taken aback by it were you skeptical of such a thing or were you a believer like immediately I,
1: i was just fascinated and i and to me i was reading um a true account sure that's how i was taking it as i was reading it right and uh
2: I'm I'm sorry, um, listener, I'm distracted by Mike. He's dressed up like he's in Antarctica right now. He's yeah. got like five layers my of extremely old
1: on. house with the <laughs> extremely cold temperatures and wind chills outside right now. I that see is, uh he's got blow right through my 140-year-old <laughs> windows.
0: I
2: just, after our next time traveling excursion, I'm expecting to see Mike with this shawl around his head. Hey,
1: funny you should mention <laughs> that because when I was coming back from the bathroom, I told Mary. I feel like wearing a shawl over oh, my, my hoodie. Yeah, <laughs> I did. And then she said, well, there's another hoodie. <laughs> so Oh,
2: man. So, yeah, the, every time I yeah. come back, Mike, the less and less of Mike I'm seeing, I'm just seeing layers, layers of clothing.
1: <laughs> I need a thicker scally. I need a winter scally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I think our, the house here, it has like horsehair hair for insulation I think I seriously do
2: I Mike all you need all, all you need now is a ski mask on and with your glasses put on over the outside <laughs> yeah. of it
1: It'd and look like that uh, in gremlin's that one gremlin that with oh yeah the,
2: that's this, right
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh that's what I'd feel like anyway
2: well you know this this is an utterly fascinating topic Oh, um, yeah you know as As is labeled in the title, you know, we're talking about time slips. Now, what is a time slip, uh, you may be asking? Well, chances are you're listening to this podcast, you know what a time slip allegedly is. It's basically a paranormal event where people travel through time uh, through events unknown to them, essentially. They're not even through, you know, some sort of paranormal aspect that is causing them to travel through time. It's when
1: Pluto, Uh, Venus, Jupiter, and the dog star align up correctly in one long line.
2: That is exactly (laughs) right. You have to wait for those perfect alignments in order for this to work. So um, it's utterly fascinating. I I said that earlier. Um, Time slip, time warp. Is there a difference? I really do not know. Mike, do you ever think that you've had a time slip? (laughs) I know I'm saying that jokingly because I want to answer I wanted to kind of answer myself real quick. Okay. It's not a time slip at all. It isn't. But it's again, I'm playing I the, have
1: mind slips. I'm,
2: well, sure, all of us do. It's I'm I, again, I'm playing devil's advocate here. We've all experienced this more than likely making long road trips, Mike. Yes. And you're staring at the road. You do this every day.
1: Sure. Um for I can do it for many, many Many miles.
2: Yes, yes, and again, not a time slip, not even close. But it's you know kind of, I'm kind of laying the groundworks here for a possible explanation. Not Phenonic. a likely, not a likely explanation, but you know, being the skeptical uh, one, I guess, just kind of putting that out there. You're driving along the road. You're driving, you know, hours at a time, Mike, on a straight shot. Mm-hmm. it's like me driving back home from your place, from Enderlin, you know? It's like right. literally like a straight road. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, forever. Yep.
1: That's North Dakota.
2: But any whoozle, <laughs> any whoozle, you're driving, you're listening to a song on the radio, You're say, let's say you're in particular town A, all of a sudden you start daydreaming a little bit, before you know it, you kind of quote-unquote wake up and you're an mm-hmm. hour down the road without even realizing it. right. What the hell is that's going true. on I don't know if that's some sort of weird hypnotic um event that's going on right there uh it's I' I'm, I'm I'm bringing that up Mike as a odd example I I admit it's odd but possibly is this some sort of explanation for these alleged time slips okay that being said Moberly Jordan incident as Mike said 1901 I'm gonna bring out my trusty notes here. Mm-hmm. You can hear them. Charlotte Ann Moberly and Eleanor Jourdain making a trip, train trip, to Versailles to visit the royal palace. Now these were well educated women. Very uh, professional. Uh, they educated. were educated. Prof- absolutely. Uh, Charlotte Moberly was a principal. Eleanor Jourdain was her assistant. She eventually became the principal after uh, Charlotte Moberly stepped down or retired. Uh, these these people were not known for flights of fancy. They were well grounded, uh, respected.
1: Doesn't mean they were bucks me. They were just well rounded.
2: Oh, <laughs> Jesus.
1: They had tips.
2: Okay, hold on. Hold on, the computer mic found that funny. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, when you said "hold on," I thought you were gonna, no. gonna delete that. <laughs> no, 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 I'm
2: not. I'm no. <laughs> Maybe I should. If anyone's offended out there, I apologize for not deleting it. So, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> <clears throat> but they had a crazy experience, very crazy experience, which was one that I would
1: um, just be excited to. Oh,
2: if you and I, totally if that bad. happened
1: to you and I, that would be like,
2: could you imagine that? I can imagine it, and I would be freaked out. I think, but in a, oh, it'd
1: be awesome. I'd keep you grounded.
2: No, yeah, you would. When I say freaked out, I'm not saying that I would be losing my mind, but yeah. I would be. be um,
1: you wouldn't be uh, doing the curly shuffle and no. spinning around on the <laughs> ground,
2: going. Whoop, <laughs> whoop, 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 whoop. I would definitely feel um, weirded out. If that's a, a, prop, a proper phrase, weirded out, you know, like what the hell just happened? Like, like having an unbelievably strong moment of déjà vu. Which which has weirded me out before, Mike, to the point where I've actually texted you for God's sake. Yes. When I've had these moments, super strong moments of deja vu, and I'm t te- i am I text Mike immediately because I feel like I'm 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 not of this earth or something at that time. Yeah. Something is going on. I'm just like, I don't like how I'm feeling that right now. That was a now.
1: movie from nineteen fifty two. Not of this not earth. Not
2: of this earth. So uh any weird oozle. wild things. Well educated, well respected, professional. Uh, women with, uh, that claim to have experienced this. Now, moeberlinger uh recounted that they had decided to visit the Palace of Versailles, as we had mentioned, as part of several trips around Paris back in 1901. They also said they remembered not thinking much of the palace after touring it. So they said they decided to walk through the gardens to, I'm going to butcher this, Mike, the Petit Trianon, does that sound right. Petit the trion.
1: The tri-on. But I, I like, just I just looked at that. Now we I got it right here. I got a oh triom Petit triumphant. Le Les de façade.
2: All right. If you're listening in France right now, we apologize. <laughs>
1: yes. Um. <laughs> yeah. My name is very French. Uh I am not. Yes. <laughs> I'm proud of my French heritage, the little bit that I got. But yes, anyway, carry on.
2: So after not thinking much of the palace, after touring it, they decided, as I, as I mentioned, decided to walk through the gardens of the Petit Trianon. But after reaching the Grand uh, Trianon, found That's it was the closed. Big one. That was the big one. I can That's understand the little one. and the big. I understand the petit and the grand.
1: Le petit, le grand.
2: Yes. So like Mike, I'm le, le petit, and Mike's le grand. <laughs> Thanks, yes.
0: Mike Lagrange. <laughs> La
2: Patrick Patty. <laughs> ah, Patty Patrick, yes. Ah, Patty Man, that's like Le my. Fromage
1: Le Pierre Le Pont.
2: That's like my my WWE wrestling name. <laughs> Patty Patri.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're in that. Uh... That special category of wrestling. <laughs>
2: yep, yeah, they have the heavyweights, the middleweights, the lightweights, and the petit. and the patricks.
1: La <laughs> the yeah. <Le> petite,
2: petit. the <laughs> I am the 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 petit. Yeah, the petit. translated tiny Patrick. Yeah, I get it. Okay, enough. La <laughs> partie patrick with the squeaky,
1: <laughs> with the squeaky voice.
2: <sighs> okay, 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 anyway, okay enough. Ahead. Okay, all right.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just. I was on a roll and I didn't know where it was going and. I,
2: <laughs> now, Charlotte and Eleanor, after after visiting both the Trianon's Petit and Grand petite and grand, uh, they rec- uh, recollected traveling with a Baedeker guidebook, but said they became lost after missing the turn for the main avenue. And I'm going to pr- try to pronounce this: the Allée des Deux des des De, deux, de deux, Trianons. I do not know. <laughs> I apologize. Des De. Deux. <laughs> <laughs> and entered a lane where they bypassed their, uh, their, their meant-for destination. That's when okay. Moberly, Moberly then reported that she claimed to have seen a woman shaking a white cloth out of a window, while Jourdain recalled noticing an old deserted farmhouse, outside of which was an old plow. At this point, they described a feeling of oppression and dreariness. After which, men who they thought looked like palace gardeners told them to go straight on, just keep going on, keep, you know, nothing to see here, keep going on, keep going on, essentially. Moberly then described the men as, quote unquote, very dignified officials dressed in long grayish green coats with small three cornered hats. And that was in quotes sir. Jourdain recalled that she noticed a cottage with a woman holding out a jug to a girl in the doorway, describing it as a Tableau vivant, a living Holding
1: picture. her what out to a girl in the doorway? A
2: jug, Mike.
1: Jug. A jug.
2: Yes, singular. Jug. Okay, well, Get you know. your th- mind th- out of the gutter for once. Describe. <laughs> I, I have to reset myself here now. <clears throat> Describing it as a tableau vivant a living picture much like Madame Tussauds' wax works. Wax? Works. I apologize for that one. Moberly did not observe said college, a college, cottage, but remembered that she felt the atmosphere change around them. This is another quote that she wrote down. Everything suddenly looked unnatural, therefore unpleasant. Even the trees seemed to become flat and lifeless, like woodwork and tapestry. There were no effects of light and shade, and no wind hmm. stirred the trees. Now, that's something I wrote down earlier when I was watching a clip about this, where in my note, my trusty notes, where they said that that seemed like they were walking inside a painting. Right. There was no shadows and no sun, so that's very interesting.
1: And I and I remember, you know, when I was reading this, that uh, being fascinated by the way they were describing that, you know, as you're you're saying that and reading that or talking about it, I. I'm remembering it. And, you know, I was trying to figure out or try to understand just what they meant and what they were going through and why would it be like that? But um, it's like, well, I ever seen the show, the series. Well, probably not. I'd be probably too little at the time, but tales from the dark side.
2: I was too petite. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um, You know, it's like where things are just slightly less lit you know
0: mm.
2: Mm.
1: um it's like another dimension where these tales from the dark side uh
2: i totally recognize the name i i i yeah. want to say i've seen seen some great of that.
1: series i loved it
2: did they do like a reboot of that that maybe i, watched? I don't know hmm. maybe i'm thinking of tales from the crypt maybe i'm thinking
1: yeah of i think they did it they did that but okay. but yeah it was uh um, and so were they, did it, did it, from what I was listening, did it, did they both kind of have different perceptions at different times of yes. what they were seeing and feeling?
2: Right. Oh, you know, which is interesting because they had similar perceptions and they had different ones too. And right after they had went through all of this, they had, um, they went like a week before they discussed this, you know, right. and then that's, they decided, then they decided to uh, compare notes. Basically they decided, let's write down what we both think happened and mm-hmm. then they went they remember that now Yep. then they went and compared their notes um well let's go on here michael i, I want to get through well, the... one one other thing yeah, that yeah, he yeah. would
1: he would mention that i thought was really interesting and uh that i didn't remember was that uh uh the, the one of the characters in this other dimension or whatever it was acknowledged them right like they saw them as well yes the gardener
2: absolutely well like i said i mentioned earlier when they were telling them like they met that guy who said like basically keep going nothing to see here keep going right 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 now uh moving forward here they then went to report reach or after (laughs) sorry let me rephrase that they reported reaching the edge of a wood close to the temple de Ayamur. is it or iamur i'm not sure And coming across a man seated beside a garden kiosk wearing a cloak and a large shady hat. According to Morberly, his appearance was quote unquote, most repulsive. It's expression odious. His complexion was dark and rough. Jourdain noted the man slowly turned his face, which was marked by smallpox. His complexion was very dark. The expression was evil and yet unseeing. And though I did not feel that he was looking particularly at us, I felt a repugnance to going past him. So they didn't like what this, they didn't like seeing this guy. They felt Mm -hmm. wrong. They didn't want to go near him or past him. They said then that another man, whom whom they described as, again, quotes, tall with large dark eyes and crisp curling black hair under a large sombrero hat, came Mm. up to them and showed them the way to me. The Petit Trianon. So, (laughs) uh, Moberly said that she noticed a lady sketching on the grass who looked at them after they crossed a bridge to reach the gardens in front of the palace. She later described the lady as... I'm reading this now if you can't tell. Mm -hmm. She later described the lady as wearing a light summer dress and a shady white hat with much fair hair. Moberly reported that she thought she was a tourist at first, but the dress appeared to be old-fashioned. Moberly came to believe that the lady was none other than Marie Marie Antoinette. Jourdain, however, did not see this. Mm. Now, at the return to the palace, at their return to the palace, they reported that they were directed round to the entrance and joined a party of other visitors. They said that after they toured the house, they had tea at the Hotel de Reservoir before returning to Jourdain's apartment. Now, that's the gist of the story.
1: Mm. You know. What's strange is that, you know, as they're they're taking this walk through the gardens, there was they were people from that other history or dimension that were kind of interacting with them and guiding them along and was like mm-hmm. go this way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, how many times has it happened before where these characters were put were were there and have seen this often enough from different different uh, eras. Oh, Even, gosh.
2: yeah, right. That
1: uh, they okay, they see these people that come through, come out the door into the gardens. Um, they're not from their time, uh, they, but these people are there to uh, direct them which way to go, and then they'll end up where they need to be.
2: Are they do they seem in, like ghosts to them? You know, it
1: could be, you know, I ah, it, you know, it's and again, yeah. you know,
2: this this was in 1901, and just if, mm-hmm. if you're if you're curious. Marie Antoinette was the last queen of France, married to Louis XVI, the last king of France. They were both guillotined, beheaded in 1793. Mm-hmm. And so this is over 200 years later when they're claiming to have seen the spirit of Marie Antoinette. Yeah. Now, and we're not going to get into history lessons as to why they were uh, uh, beheaded, uh, guillotined. Um, let's get into the gist of what the hell's going on here, Mike. Just opinions, just right. thoughts. One last take. <sighs> if you had to choose, Mike, if you had to choose, where what are you leaning towards? Time slip? Time travel? Interdimensional breakage of the veil? I guess that would be a time slip. Utterly paranormal in nature? Where it was just a mass haunting. What the hell is going on here? In your thought, Mike, the first thing that pops into your head—it's a tough. The first one. thing
1: that pops into my head—it's
2: a tough one. I know it is. I know it is. It's, well, it could I don't be know. Anything.
1: I, I, I think it's a uh, an uh, an orchestrated time slip. Orchestrated. What do you
2: mean by orchestrated?
1: Uh, planned.
2: Well, I know what I know. What you mean? Okay. 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 Planned by who?
1: Well, uh, that's that's a good question. But let me let me put it out this way: an orchestrated time slip, leading people through a time tour.
2: Hmm. A time, or like a tour of time, a tour of, of a of
1: a certain time.
2: Okay. Of
1: a certain era. Um, hmm.
2: Okay. Okay. I'm. I'm trying to wrap my head around that
1: because it just seems like the, you know the way these these characters were set up, uh, leading them along and directing them where to go, and they were passing by certain certain people that they that affected them in a certain way, you know, very specific people like like the the guy with the smallpox at a kiosk or yes. whatever. Yes. Yes. The 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 gardener that told them to move along this way, nothing to see here. Um, uh, the, the 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 possible Marie Antoinette.
2: Marie Antoinette goes. You know, yeah.
1: um, it's just like these characters. Uh, they're along the way of this this walk that these ladies are taking.
2: Are these characters? Um, are these characters, Mike? As you're referring to them as, are they trapped in this singular moment in time?
1: How or, do you wonder? Because or are they or, It's like, like they've who, experienced people coming by before. You know, or, mm-hmm. or like the, at least the gardener did, seemed like that, right? You know, and then the ladies reacted to these other characters, um, the ones that they both experienced or both saw.
2: Or, or is um, this literally, literally, as we said earlier, um, a slip into a slip through time, where every event that is happening to these characters, as you as you as you labeled them, Mike. The garden, the gardener, the man with smallpox, the uh, you know the 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 women. Is every occurrence unique to them, or are they unaware of what the hell is going off, going on? Because every incident is unique, and we're talking about time right now, Mike. Mm-hmm. How many times has this happened to them? Is it infinite? Has this happened? I mean, has it literally happened an infinite amount of times where if you just hit that perfect physical spot, you're on that tour, you know, you and I could, mm-hmm. let's say that you and I could do this time slip, Mike, if you hit that perfect spot.
0: Right.
1: Things have to be the right, uh, set up just the right way. Though. I'm
2: sounding like a complete buffoon right now. I hope that God, I'm, my point is getting across a little bit. I'm I'm, I'm grasping at straws. I'm trying to be clear. And I don't think I'm being successful. Well, it's it's
1: it's hard to gr- grasp your mind around. I mean, no, what we need is Mickey Okaku. Oh, good lord! To uh, yes, uh, no. explain this to us, he a would silver-haired
2: you know, fox. Yes, sir. You know,
1: if he he could explain this to us like uh, like a young child,
2: and he'd have color
1: to. coloring with crayons.
2: He'd have to. Yes, he'd offer you know. us like ice cream bars. You know, just to yeah. continue listening yeah. to him. Now, there is- while
1: he's explaining it to us. You and I would be on each side of him stroking his hair, (laughs) (laughs) feeding him grapes.
2: (laughs) Uh, Well, we take, I'd spray his hair with conditioner and then you'd brush it. I'd spray it. You'd brush it. I'd spray it. You'd brush it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then, and then you would dab (laughs) a little bit of old spice on each side behind his ears.
2: (laughs) Dabbing more spots than that. (laughs) Anyways, I'm kidding.
1: (laughs) and we you know it's we just have great
2: oh we love love and respect we for just,
1: the guy and we joke about I it know. like that but you know talk
2: about a dream guest mike i've said that absolutely. so many times i've said that so many times absolutely now, um i have to um share a couple of explanation possible explanations from this non-supernatural explanations before we get right. our last takes okay Now, a non-supernatural explanation of these events was proposed by Philippe Julien in his 1965 biography of the aristocratic, decadent French poet Robert de de Montesquieu. (laughs) At the time of Moberly and Jourdain's excursion to Versailles, Montesquieu, I'm butchering it, I'm sure, lived nearby and reportedly gave parties in the grounds where his friends dressed in period costume and performed tableaux vivants as part of the party entertainment. So this guy Mm. says that supposedly they might've just walked into a, a a party, a dress up party, Mike.
1: Sure. But then again, why would uh, they have the, the feeling of um, that they did of like it feeling like there's no sun and there's no no shadow. You know, it's like this drudge, whatever. Absolutely. Um, They said
2: it was just this, this ominous feeling, you know, they felt like they were in a painting almost. Yeah, mm. and
1: and they didn't even experience the exact same thing each with throughout the whole, the entire thing. Listen, so the, that that this, that I don't buy one one bit.
2: Listen to this ridiculous explanation. I I I hate even reading it, but you have to. In a review of the history of the Moberly-Jordan adventure and the extensive public reaction to it, Terry Castle noted with skepticism the claim. That a shared delusion, now listen to this, may have arisen out of a lesbian folle <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. I have to click on that to make sure I know what the hell that is. It well, says just a, when
1: they said the explanation has something to do with lesbianism, yes, I'm like. Yes,
2: then you're out. You know, get out the room get Fo- out folly 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 do, folly ado whatever mike is literally interpreted as folly of two or madness shared by two also <sighs> also known as shared psychosis and of course they have, he, this guy this idiot has to throw in the lesbian part of it like that has anything to do with anything so um, hmm. wonderful critique there by Mr. Yeah, it doesn't
1: make sense to Mr. Me.
2: Terry Castle. I'm going to pull up Terry Castle here. He was born in 1953 and he's an American literary scholar. Oh, he sounds very scholarly, scholarly yes. to me, doesn't he? Oh, Terry. Big Castle. bonk on that one. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we have to throw these out there.
1: Oh, of course. I mean, if they're out there as as uh, something that people have come up with, we, you know, as for part of this, the discussion, we want to hear what. People so come up with.
2: a shared delusion may have arisen out of a lesbian folly of two between the two women. Castle concludes that when all proposed explanations have been considered, a core of mystery remains as much in relation to the psychological dynamics of the pair as to any aspects of the paranormal associated with their story. So listen to that. A core of mystery remains as much in relation to the psychological dynamics of the pair. So he's basically calling them nuts. And he's saying they're yeah, they're it, crazy lesbians. That's basically what he's saying.
1: Uh, infuriating.
2: Isn't it though? Yeah. <sighs> Good golly, Miss Molly. Um, psychologist Leonard Zuzny suggested that incident was a quote unquote hallucinatory experience that was elabor- elaborated upon over time by information Moberly and Jordan gathered after the fact. Now they did write a book called in
1: 1911 uh,
2: 1911 called an adventure and they i believe they published it under different names i i guess i'm not, uh, not published it but they said like the title of the book was written by right characters almost you know what i mean like mm-hmm. they they didn't share their actual name <clears throat> uh brian dunning of skeptoid,
1: <laughs> skeptoid oh there we go
2: <laughs> concluded Let's
1: piss me off even more
2: concluded that Moberly and Jourdain were simply human and were mistaken. He notes that editions of An An Adventure, their book, were embellished each time they were published and inconsistencies in their memories were apparent. He gives an example. He says, in the second edition, the pair wrote that Moberly did not mention the sketching woman to Jourdain until three months after the visit to Versailles and Jourdain did not remember such a thing. In contrast, Moberly did not remember much of what Jourdain described it was only after much discussion note sharing and historical research that Moberly and Jourdain came up with the time period of 1789 and assigned identities to a few of the characters they saw including Mary Antoinette herself as a lady sketching on the lawn so again this guy's is saying it's false memories elaborations that are going on the more and more the book is published yada 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 So um, basically, Mike, for the most part, it has been debunked and not debunked, not debunked. Um, It has been kind of tossed aside as, well, what I just read.
1: Yes. Well, I think what my take on it is, is when they were touring the palace, there is one part of the tour where they were uh, they, they stopped for a snack that was given to the tourists. And uh, ah. it was ended up to where it was a slightly tainted
2: mm. small
1: petite bowl du tapioca.
2: Oh, that damn tapioca, and, and, ah, yes. yeah, okay. So,
0: okay,
1: and yeah, like the like the um, so Mike, your blam- tapioca beads were, were just a little turned.
2: So, Mike's blaming tainted tapioca on yes. this whole incident. So, yes, um, well, Mike, and we- they
1: had a little marachino cherry on top. And <laughs> that, uh, that somebody, yeah, somebody okay. in, in the, uh, okay, never mind
2: Yeah. Okay. We need to wrap it up here. We need to, we <laughs> yeah, need to I was get to
0: just, I was going to roll on that one. <laughs> we need to
2: give our one last take Mike quickly, yes quickly and uh, to the point what we think this is all about. We didn't really give it as much justice, but that's a lot of times our one last take is just a spitballing. We give you the, we give you the, the background of the story, and then we just riff on it. So mm-hmm. Mike, great. The Jordan Moberly Jordan time slip incident. One last take. First off, do you believe it actually happened? Do you believe it is paranormal in nature? Are you skeptical? Where do you sit?
0: Well,
1: you know, there's you know, if it's not something that is entirely made up, you know, which, you know, is a possibility. Mm-hmm. You know, these these two ladies could be uh, you know, um just very uh um the creative uh, or what I like to believe, since I am into the paranormal that much more, uh, I would like to believe that it is something paranormal that they did have a time slip because I do believe that that can happen. Um, So did it happen as an actual time slip and they went back? Um, Let's see, I am going to give
2: it, Yes, that's right. We have to give it. We, this is what we do on one last take: one through ten. One right. being for this for this one, Mike. One being, nope, it's a hoax. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's 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 a bunch of BS for whatever reasons. Ten being absolute legit. Where do you sit? And don't say you sit on a chair right now. Where are you at?
1: <laughs> no, that's that's <laughs> a stupid joke.
2: Oh, 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 yeah, Mike never says stupid <laughs> um, jokes.
1: I would. Oh man. I don't want to go too low. I don't want to go too high. I cannot give it a full 10, but uh, I'm going to give it a seven.
2: Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah,
1: that's still kind of high, that's but that's still I, pretty I, high.
2: That's still and, pretty and it high. And part
1: of it is because I want to believe and right. part of it of is course. because I believe it can happen.
2: And you know what? It's a lot of times we well, me personally. And I think you're the same way, Mike. We get tainted, in a sense, just by how frustrated we get with how people toss these alleged accounts aside. They're pseudo-skeptics, Mike. They don't do any amount of research into it, and they just basically Mm -hmm. say, you're a psychotic idiot, or like that one moron said, Terry Castle, they're lesbians, so they're going to be wacky. That's essentially what he was saying. (laughs) Sure. Um, Which is, you you know, that guy just needs to... Go to you know go to bed and go away. From um, um Go to bed and go away. <laughs> you know, in that order. What does order. that mean? Well, just uh, in, in that order. I shouldn't. Uh, or not in that order. I should say. I, I mean, um, I like
1: it, but it just didn't make sense to me. <laughs> I know it didn't.
2: <laughs> so, <laughs> um, well, it's usually like if someone is harassing you on 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 the twat or something on the twitter or whatever, <laughs> and they're saying something just just retort. nobody
1: harasses my twat yeah <laughs> don't let it
2: happen just retort by saying it yeah, go to bed like you know basically saying you know you're you're being childish right, or sure. you're impossible to deal with yeah. right now so just go to bed
1: give it up and go away
2: right now that being said and i it, you know how I feel about pseudoskeptics, skeptics, Mike.
1: And yes, we both share that I, very, they, they yes. dri-
2: drive me nuts. The one thing that makes me think that this possibly could be real. And I I've, I've thought about this for a while. And it could be a simple explanation. I might be I might be silly right now. Is just the fact that this happened in 1901 and if they were in this purely for profit. It took 10 years before they had <laughs> a book
1: Right, yeah Published. that doesn't that doesn't quite fit.
2: Think about that for a second. Ten mm-hmm. years. Now, did it take? Were they trying immediately after that, and it just took ten years for it to get to get a book out? Maybe. But from what did I did they understand, share the
1: story in nineteen oh one, or did well, they not share it until nineteen ten?
2: Well, again, Mike, I mean, just the fact that they didn't share it with each other for eleven, they didn't share it with each other for it. Uh, you know, a week afterwards, they didn't tell anybody right. about their unique experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, that makes me think as well, right there. Um, it makes me think that they were trying to wrap their heads around it.
1: Sure. And they're trying to figure it out themselves.
2: Yes. So if they had totally fake this, if this was pre-planned as a hoax, mm-hmm, why would it take them a week to get back together to talk about sure. it? I know that sure. it, it, it sounds, maybe this is a weak argument on my point. Maybe it is. But you would think that they'd be, you know, let's make sure we have all our P's and Q's lined up. We're going to get our, our stories straight. We're going to make sure our discrepancies are lined up as well, because you're going to say this, and that's going to be different than mine. Right. You know, you wait a week, you're going to get things screwed up. Right. But just the fact that ten years between their story, the alleged story, and the fact that their book came out then adds a little. Eh, makes me wonder. Mm-hmm. One out of ten for me. Four. Sure. So I can understand that. I'm leaning towards it not actually being some wacky, crazy time slip. I mm-hmm. want it to be, Mike, and I'm open minded right. to it
1: being absolutely. It.
2: But I have to say four, and I would give it probably even a lower rating than that, if not for assholes like Terry Castle and their right, like, les- exactly. lesbian folly crap <laughs> yeah. that he threw out there. So um, Exactly. Yeah, four for me, seven for you. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yes. Well, I, what do you guys think? Let us know. Uh, listeners, please, what you think about this incident? I mean, it hasn't gone away. This is over 100 years old, well over 100 years well old. Well, over, yeah. Um, I don't and, know, I've
1: always found it fascinating, and I still find it fascinating whether it actually happened or not. It's uh,
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: If, it's, if it's not real, it's a wonderful flight of fancy. It is,
2: you know, and, and again, <laughs> I, g- I give it that for just because of the fact also that these were well respected, well educated, oh, sure, women of stature. At the Mm -hmm. turn of the century, 1901, you know, these were respected people. Why would they risk their status at that point? You know, uh, why would they risk being demeaned and lessened and having their, you know, their reputation tarnished?
1: Oh, yeah, for their careers that they had. I mean,
2: absolutely. They couldn't, especially
1: being women at that time. Absolutely. They could not jeopardize their -hmm. their careers.
2: And just because I said that, Mike, I'm raising my total to five. Five out of ten. 50, well, 50, 50 50 for me
1: man that's awesome so 50 50 is good yes it's very good
2: well mike i think this was a great episode thank you buddy this has been great well,
1: absolutely i loved it i hope everybody else enjoyed it uh, a,
2: please let us a, know
1: some kind of a degree
2: please let us know and <laughs> and you know what uh, again no joke we know you'd love our patreon page go give it a shot for yes. one month it's a whole nother world of paranormal awesome patreon content we guarantee you you'll enjoy it so much so many benefits and um, well, don't
1: guarantee it because if they paid a dollar or five dollars, then you're going to have to pay them back if they don't like it.
2: Well, that's true. <laughs> well, uh, we highly suggest. Yes. Or or, or uh, I won't even say it. We, that. we so.
1: hope that you enjoy it to the best of your ability. There you go. And there we are yeah. going to do our best <laughs> of our ability, our ability to make it enjoyable for you. Mm-hmm. Do we guarantee that you'll love it? Nope. No. <laughs>
0: But we will certainly do our best.
2: One thing we can guarantee is that we love putting out the Patreon content. Oh, hell yeah. It is so much fun for us. And speaking of that, we are going to dive into another Patreon-exclusive episode right now. You're not going to miss this one. This one's going to be fun. I got to go to
1: the bathroom first.
2: Oh, of course, Mike. Of course. Uh, (laughs) It's going to be fun. We're going to laugh our asses off. Um, I'm sure lots of dirty words and all kinds of good stuff. Yeah, we let
1: loose a little bit more on the Patreon. Oh, God. God. Just a little bit. Speaking of our... French,
2: show uh, just a wee we little bit. Go leave just a us a wee, wee bit of Patreon phone. Go leave us a uh positive review on your listening platform, it helps yeah. tremendously. Mike, what do our awesome listeners all of you are awesome? We love all you guys. What do they need to do, my friend?
1: Let's see. I have four, four, four choices that I have to make about what they have to do, and the only one that I can come up with as the correct one is please love me. Oh, no, no, no. That was Uh, my third choice. The first one is peace out.